0: Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forget Patience. Let's Sell Something with Ty Manor. I am your host, Ty Maner, and we're the station and the show to listen to if you want to elevate in sales and business and even life. And that's our goal to help you to be the best to, you can possibly be. In those areas, we're going to continue to talk about things to help you be more effective and efficient in winning more customers and sales. And the topic today is Is the telephone still an effective sales tool? And I I talk to students quite often, and they really don't like the telephone. They would rather do anything other than the telephone. And one of the constant comments I'll hear from upper management in many companies is that their sales professionals aren't investing enough time on the telephone with customers and prospects. And what I'm noticing, as a matter of fact, is the average sales professional today is doing more, far more texting, instant messaging, emailing, uh other than using the telephone to engage a customer or a prospect. And I'm not saying that these tools aren't effective, but I'm saying that they are efficient, but are they really effective? And is the, the telephone outdated? Is it still relevant today? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. And one of the things that we've identified with technology today is that we aren't as in contact with our customers uh, and the process of maintaining relationships is less personal, so what we wanna do is maintain that personal aspect of communication and that's the challenge with voicemail me- uh with text messaging with emails uh you'll find some people may use all capitalization and it sounds like you're yelling or we get too abbreviated, so the message is not fully uh related. So there are some disadvantages obviously to using texting, instant messaging and even the the email. There are some definite advantages to using the telephone because it's easier to understand uh what someone is saying. It's easier to hear their excitement or their passion that you can't uh, really here in written communication. Sometimes we overuse exclamation marks in written communication to try to uh, show a point. So let's talk about the telephone and let's talk about some ways that we can use it and some reasons it can be effective if we use it properly. So what are some advantages first and foremost to the telephone? First of all, you can produce more contacts uh, in the tel- uh using the telephone than you can driving around. Also it allows you to secure a definite appointment with a better qualified prospect at a time that's convenient for both of you to uh basically discuss their needs and your solutions. What what Ty, how do you use the telephone? And that's an excellent question. And believe me, if you talk to ten different people you're gonna get ten different ideas, but these are just some of the things that I teach and I found to really work very well for many of my students and, and my clients. And my recommendation, first and foremost, is to get on the phone for one half hour a day. 30 minutes per day on the telephone, trying to uh, identify prospects, trying to gain appointments, connecting with customers. 30 minutes per day will help keep. Poverty away. Now, obviously, if you are an inbound or outbound inside salesperson, you obviously need to be on the phone a whole lot more than thirty minutes. But I'm talking specifically a minimum, and this is for someone who may be in outside sales. Uh, But can you really be that effective in thirty minutes per day? Absolutely, you can. So let's let's do the math very quickly. If you're on the phone for thirty minutes per day. And you're reaching out to individuals to get appointments. And if you do that five days per week, that would end up being two and a half hours per week that you're on the phone prospecting or using the phone to gain appointments or reconnecting with customers. If you did two and a half hours per week, four weeks in a month, that would equal 10 hours per month. And if you did that for 12 months, that's 120 hours that you've been on the phone looking for opportunities or uh, connecting with customers maybe you haven't spoken with in an extended period of time. So let's take a look at 120 hours and see how many actual eight-hour workdays that equates to. And if you divide eight hours into 120, what you're going to get is 15 eight-hour work days. That, that 30 minutes per day equates to. Now, my question is, imagine you were to get on the phone for 15 solid days, eight hours per day. You're not taking any lunch breaks, any restroom breaks, coffee breaks, but you're on the phone and you're cranking out one call after another. The only time you aren't speaking to someone is because you're taking notes on the call that just ended. My question is, do you think if, and if you had the same energy level, the same enthusiasm, the same conversational tone, the same voice inflection, my question is, do you think you would find some business opportunities? Do you think you would reconnect successfully with some customers maybe you haven't spoken with? Uh, and, and, and I think we all know the answer would be absolutely. I just know you can't do that for three solid weeks. You can't do that for 15 days, eight, eight hours per day. So how do you eat an elephant? Well, quite simply, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's why we're talking about 30 minutes per day. And I have some people that say to me, well, Ty, can I just sit down on Thursdays and and make those calls uh for two and a half hours and just crank them out for two and a half hours on Thursday? And my answer is basically in a perfect world, that could work. But uh, reality, no, don't try to do that. Because... As as fate would have it, something's going to happen on Thursday that's going to preclude you from sitting down for those two and a half hours or sitting down at all. So now you end up going two weeks without making your calls and then something to happen. So it's and then you get out of the rhythm now. So my thing is this, which is better if you're an athlete uh working out 30 minutes per day, five days per week. Or working out for two and a half hours on one day every week, and I think most of us would agree, doing something in small portions consistently will ultimately be better for us. You get better at it. You continue to call when you're sharp and when you're enthusiastic about it, and I think the outcome is going to be going to be much better for you. Now, and I, I have challenged ind- individuals in my class for 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 decades now. I say, I challenge you to call, make calls 30 minutes per day for the next 90 days. And if it does not work, I want you to send me an email. I want you to call me, uh, however you want to communicate with me. And I want you to say to me, Ty, I tried your way and it does not work. And I can tell you. Since 1986, I have never received that call. I've never received that email. I do get emails that say too many appointments. I get emails that talk about the successes that they have received. So we have to do this, and we have to do it consistently. Another thing I would recommend is plan your calling time. Uh, make an appointment with yourself to have this on a regular basis, uh, whether it's in the morning or whether it's in the afternoon, but plan your calling time when you're at your best. One of the questions I get quite often is, well, Ty, what's the best time of the day to call? I do have a, a scientific or research based answer for you, uh, but I'm going to say first and foremost, the best time to call is when you are at your best. Alright? When you're at your best. Uh, the, the, the research based answer is, uh, in talking to people who do telemarketing, they've identified that they get the most hits. In other words, they're able to connect to more, uh, decision makers between 8 and 1030 in whatever time zone they're in, Tuesdays through Thursdays. But my thought is call period. Just make the calls. All right. Another time you can really be effective in getting through the people, especially top decision makers. And, you know, that's that's my mindset. My belief is we should be calling for the highest possible level in an organization, because contrary to what other people tell you, the top level contacts, the CEOs and presidents of a company, uh CFOs and executive vice presidents, they truly are the ones who actually. If they don't make the decision, they approve the decision. Two other good times to call them is before 8 o'clock a.m. and after 5 o'clock p.m. As a matter of fact, I have to tell you, I did that yesterday. I, I got through to two extremely hard-to-catch top executives after 5 p.m. yesterday. And, and And a couple of things why we want to do this, number one – calling at these times like before 8 o'clock in the morning, the gatekeeper is not there. In many cases, a top-level executive really is not expecting someone who is in the the profession of sales or a business owner to be calling that early. So they pick up the phone. Sometimes they may think, oh, you know, my my son Jamie must have missed the bus again. He's going to need a ride. They just pick up the phone and they answer it. And also after five o'clock, I called a, 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 a decision maker yesterday and she answered the phone. And we were, I was able to schedule a meeting with her uh, in the next couple of weeks. So understand when, when this happens, they appreciate it. As a matter of fact, uh, two times to, that we call between eight and after five, the gatekeeper is not there. The gatekeeper does not get there until eight o'clock and they are gone at 4.59 or 5 p.m. So you can catch the person uh, without any distractions and have some really meaningful conversations. All right, so we're going to continue on this, on how to use the telephone effectively and why it's so beneficial to still have this as a part of our sales tool, It's time, our sales toolbox. It's time for us to take a short break. And this is Ty Maynard. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of The Costa Report, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. This week, my guest is the former Secretary of the Treasury under President Bush, Mr. Paul O'Neill. Mr. O'Neill will be here to talk about why reinvesting Clinton's surplus in Social Security was a good idea, how the current global recession was predictable, and what is needed to secure America's financial future. Don't miss Paul O'Neill this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynardgroup.com. That's T Y E at T Y E M A N E R Group.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynor. And I am your host, Ty Mayner, and we're talking today about the telephone and the title is is the telephone still an effective sales tool and in the first segment we were talking about some of the advantages to email texting and instant messaging and some of the disadvantages and now we're talking basically about some of the best ways to use the telephone to get appointments and ultimately move the sales process forward. So let's continue on. We are talking about how to use the telephone. And another aspect is to expect someone to pick up. And one of the things I, I've run into is we are calling. We are so used to getting voicemail now that while we're waiting for someone to pick up or voicemail to, to uh, come in, we're reading emails and doing other things. So when someone actually answers the phone, we're surprised. It catches us off guard. So expect someone to answer the phone. One of the things I do is I use a contact management a contact relationship management software, so I keep that person's profile on the screen until they ask answers so if i even if I get distracted, I can look at the profile quickly and reengage knowing who I'm supposed to be speaking for or asking for. Another thing I would recommend highly on the telephone uh and it, again, this can vary based on what your profession is, but in most cases, my recommendation is to not try to do the selling on the phone unless you're an inside sales professional. Uh, if you have access and the ability to actually go out and meet your clients, the primary purpose for the telephone is to get an appointment. Seek only the appointment, and then once you get the appointment, get off of the phone. Uh, top executives have shared with me on many instances that they are actually gauging whether or not they will see you for an appointment based on how concise and to the point you can be on the telephone. And they say, Ty, if this person can't get to the point on the phone, there's no way I'm going to let them in my office. So once you get the appointment, don't try to stay on the phone and say, so do you have kids? How about those stealers? Get off the phone. Get off the phone. So seek only the appointment. And also, I recommend that you give them alternative times and dates. So it's it, And this is old school, but it's still effective. You ask, you know, can I see you on Monday uh, at 10 a.m. Or would Tuesday around 3 p.m. work better for you? And if they say no to either of the times that you prescribed or you've re- recommended or presented, don't automatically assume that they're saying no to you. Assume that they are saying no to the times that you just offered. And then you can give them an offer of a couple of more times. Well, how about Wednesday at 10 or Thursday at 8 a.m.? Or you can do this. You can say if they say no to the first alternatives that you provide, just say, okay, well, what works best for you? And if they say, well, um, I could probably see you Wednesday at 1 p.m., take pause. Okay, Wednesday at 1 p.m., let me look at my schedule. We can make that happen. So I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday at 1 p.m. If they say Wednesday at 1 p.m., say, I'll take it. I'll see you there. It sounds like you have nothing else working and you you just don't have any business. And people want to work with people who are busy. We want to work with people who are successful. So even if your calendar is clear, say, let me take a look at my calendar. Give it a pause and then say, okay, I look forward to seeing you on that day. We can make that work. And also fill your first vacancies with the best opportunities. Well, what, what do you mean by that, Ty? Well, when I'm talking about this, suppose for a moment someone was talking to me and they say, Ty, uh, you know, I after going through your class, I just spoke with my brother. He has a company. Uh, he has a sales force and he uh is interested in what you you what you've taught us he is expecting to hear from you here's his telephone number give him a call and y'all may be able to work something out i said okay then also i got a phone call that's this is the second opportunity and the phone call basically said hey ty i know melody was in your class this week and she told me some great things about what she learned i really like to talk to you about working with my sales team uh Could you give me a call at your earliest convenience to talk about how we might work together? That's the second possible opportunity. The third possible opportunity is, uh, Melody said, hey, Ty, you know, now that I think about it, I have a cousin who also has a, a, a business, and he has a sales force. I haven't talked to him, but here's his number. Call him and see what happens. Now, the best opportunity for me to pursue first and foremost is the one that called me. They took action. They're ready to have a discussion, all right? So let's say I call them first, and as a result, that call goes well. I'm going to be feeling extremely confident as a result of that sales conversation, all right? And as I've said in other shows, confidence is attractive to to people, to everyone. And when they sense confidence, they want to work with us. So based on my first call, now I call the person who's expecting to hear from me, And and looking forward to it. So I called them, and now that call goes well because of my confidence from my first call. So now I have a third call, and that person is not even expecting to hear from me, but based on how well my first two calls went, I feel pretty confident that call is going to go well also. So my recommendation is when you're doing your calls, Start with your best opportunity because that builds some confidence, that builds momentum. And once that momentum starts, it's hard to stop it. I once had a, a, a client in Seattle. He had not seen or heard from one of his salespeople for a few days and they would see where the salesperson brought in orders or or came in and and set something on the designers, but they hadn't seen them or really heard from. it. So finally, the the owner of the company called and said, "Hey, Greg, uh, what's going on? We haven't seen you." And 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 Greg said, "Hey, hey, listen, I I'm hot right now. I need to stay out here while this is on me, like it was some sales virus that was helping to make him to excel." But he 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 got the picture. You continue to strike. While the iron is hot. And one of the things I also recommend is pre-call, especially a lot of times when you have a a difficult name, uh, it's hard to pronounce and you can't pronounce it. I would call first and I would call the receptionist. And, and tell them, hey, listen, I'm going to be contacting your CFO. His name is Michael, and I, I'm really struggling with his last name. I want to make a first, good first impression. Could you tell me how to enunciate his name? And write it down phonetically. Write, sound it out and actually practice it. And you'll be amazed the difference it makes when you pronounce someone's name. The sweetest sound to any person is their name pronounced correctly. Uh, There was a situation where one of my former students, he was calling a company, and I think the company was in California, and many of the names were um, Middle East Indian names, and they were difficult for him to pronounce. And he was calling the guy, but the guy would never return his call. And he he called me and said, Ty, I really feel confident I'm butchering his name. I'm not sure if that's why he's not calling me back. And so I made some recommendations on how he could find someone who may be from that area and ask them if they can help him with the pronunciation or enunciation of the name and then practice it. And once you have it down, call the person back. Well, he he got someone to help him. He worked on pronouncing the name. And believe it or not, he called and left another message and got the name right. And within 90 minutes, he got a return call from the individual. So if there's a name you do not understand, don't just take a chance. You know, I've had people call me Manor. My name is Manor, by the way, Ty Manor. I've had people call me Manor, Manor, Manure. I guess they had a little French going with the Manure part. But you want, believe me, you want to not pronounce their name correctly. And, and another recommendation I have for the phone is this. Sit down and make your calls for 30 minutes. Don't get up and go get some coffee. Then come back and make a call. Then go away and you use the restroom. Then you come back and make a call. Then you come back and you talk to uh, your neighbor about, uh, did you see scandal last night? Was that amazing? Uh, you know, make sit down and make your calls. And when you're done, you're done. All right. So don't don't be afraid of sitting down for 30 minutes and just getting through the calls. So a couple other recommendations is this. When you call, your voice is your only tool. They can't see you. You can't impress them with your good looks, you know, or how well you dress or how cool a haircut you have. So Your voice is your tool and you really have to use it as a tool. So one of the things I recommend is that you speak with enthusiasm, speak with tremendous confidence, not cockiness, not being overbearing and not being over friendly, but enthusiasm. Well, how do I get enthusiasm? Well, First of all, as I said earlier, call when you're at your best. Some of us are morning people and some of us should not go near a telephone before 11 a.m. All right. So whenever you're at your best, that's when I recommend you call. If you're, I'm a personally a morning person. So I, I'm better suited to crank out calls first thing in the morning. Some people are afternoon people. So that's when you make your calls, but, but, as far as getting enthusiastic about it, how do you get geared up for it? Uh, my recommendation is uh, there are certain songs that I like that after I've listened to the song, I feel pumped up. All right. So listen to songs that you like. Uh, for me, Let's Get It Started by Black Eyed Peas or uh, Yeah, Yeah by Usher or whatever it is. If it's Willie Nelson that you like, OK, listen to some Willie Nelson Or country and western, whatever it is, you know, where the guy lost his dog and his wife and his truck and he sure misses the dog. Whatever it is that fires you up, that's what you want to do, okay? Now, also, we also want to use what we call a conversational tone. A conversational tone means that you're speaking as though you're talking to someone you already know, someone that you're comfortable with someone that you like like a family member like a friend all right that's the conversation you you want to still be professional but you don't want to be saying hey joe how's it going how's it hanging you know yes mr johnson it's a pleasure to speak with you just upbeat conversational tone and then one of the things uh, ladies have a tendency to do which is is really good ladies have a tendency in their voice inflection when they finish finish a sentence they have a tendency to end the sentence on an upswing, and it sounds far more positive. It sounds more engaging, and men, we have to be mindful of this because we have a tendency when we finish the sentence, our voice inflection has a tendency to go down, all right? It does not sound as engaging, and once again, I tell you, I love the show is. It always goes by quickly, and it's time for us to take another break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll be back right after this break. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to
0: iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
1: How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of
0: amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate
1: and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. together in conversations that make a difference right here on the voice america business channel every friday morning at 10 a.m pacific standard time
0: voice america business network the bottom line in business you're listening to forget patience let's sell something if you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynardgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynor. And I am your host, Ty Mayner, And we're talking about the telephone today. Is it still an effective tool to be in your sales toolbox? And we're talking about some ways to make it an effective tool and some things that we can do to help it help us be more effective and successful in sales and in business. We're talking about some things we can do just now is re- regarding our voice. And I was talking about voice inflection. The other thing I'm going to talk about regarding our voice is we want to make sure we speak clearly and at a moderate speed. All right. On the slow end, if you have a tendency to speak slowly, you should not be speaking any slower than 150 words per minute. If you have a tendency to speak Quickly or very fast, you should not be speaking any more than 200 words per minute. And some of you listening are saying, well, Ty, hold on a second. How am I supposed to know how fast I speak? Do you have some kind of mouthometer?" And the answer to that is no, but believe me, I'm working on it. In the meantime, you can get a document. Uh, let's say you have a document on Microsoft Word, and it has that little blinking cursor, and you can place the line, at a certain point, and it has um, a tool where you can tell how many words that is. Well, what you want to do if you have a tendency to speak on the slow side, basically, is just get a document that's about 150 words, and you, you want to time yourself reading it, that document, in one minute. Time yourself reading that document in one minute. Now, if after one minute, you're still on the first sentence, that tells you you're speaking ex- way, way too slow. Now, suppose for a moment, after seven seconds, you've been, you've completed reading the entire document. That means you're reading too fast. So, how do I get better at this? Well, it's the same way you get better really at anything, and that's practice. This is a profession that you're going to have to continue to practice in order to be at your best. So, let's talk about some of the, the the big mistakes in using the telephone. Uh, we just talked about improper rate of speech. We talked about also uh, failure to check the prospect's availability to talk. Now, one of the, the questions I've received from some of my students in the past was, well, Tosh, when you call someone, should you ask them if now's a good time to talk? And I actually interviewed and surveyed top executives and their gatekeepers, and I asked the question, should we ask you when when you pick up the phone? Hi, this is Ty Maynor. And uh, is, is now a good time to talk? Ninety four percent said yes. Ask that question if you sense in their voice stress or duress or they're really preoccupied. All right. So and and if you do ask the question, don't just say, "Hi, this is Ty Maynor." Is now a good time to talk? The answer is automatically going to be no, because I gave them nothing compelling. I didn't give them a provocative reason as to why it would make sense to talk to me. So I may say, hi, my name's Ty Maynard, and I was referred to you by a, fr- a friend of the CEO, John Thompson. Uh, is, is now a good time to talk? Well, no, not really. But if you can call me back in 15 minutes, uh, I can talk to you then. So give them a compelling reason why it would make sense to talk to you. Alright? And don't try to tell too much over the telephone. As I as I as I said before, the purpose of the telephone is to get an appointment for most people. If you if you're in outside sales. Uh, if you're in inside sales, okay you have to use that to, to actually get the business. Um, but also give them a reason why it makes sense to talk to you. Alright? If you're an outside sales and you're just trying to get an appointment, don't try to cram too much into the phone conversation. You'll, use, you'll tell them about those things when you actually get in front of them. And one of the other questions I've, I've been asked quite often is, and believe me, I hear so many different ways on this, and, and uh, everybody has their opinion, but should I use their surname or should I just use their first name? If the person's name is John Smith, I've never spoken to them before. Should I start with uh, Smith or should I just say, hey, John, you know, to add familiarity to, to the conversation? And, again, I interviewed top executives. And what I was told by like 85% was their recommendation is you err on the side of caution and use their surname. So instead of "Hi, John," this is Ty Mayner. Uh, I would say if I don't know the person, yes, Mister Smith, this is Ty Mayner. Uh, give them the right to allow you to call them something before we automatically assume it. And I know a lot of people say, uh, "Well, you know, I just don't agree with that because I feel I'm on their level, and you know, I'm putting them above me if I if I say Mister so and so if I if I show the ultra respect by doing that thing. And I have to tell you something. Uh, I say yes, sir, to my grandkids. You know, I have two grandsons. I say yes, sir, to them. And I'm respecting them. And because I think respect is, re- is mutual, it doesn't matter what age you are. So one of the things I normally do is i start a communication off with, uh, yes, Mr. Smith, thanks for taking my call today. By the way, is Mr. Smith how you prefer to be addressed? So now I've just opened it up, and it gives me an opportunity or gives him an opportunity to say, no, no, Mr. Smith is my dad. Please call me John. Okay, i say, John, thanks again for, for taking my call today. Uh, my purpose for calling is, and I go on into why I'm calling them. All right? So err on the side of caution. That's just my recommendation. Uh, and then allow them to give you the right to call them something else. Okay? and you know ultimately we're going to get objections and it's human nature just realize whenever you call someone they were always doing something else uh if you call them the phone is normally a disruption so it's 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 human nature for the individual to try to get rid of us to try to uh give you uh, what I call reflex objections and reflex resistance or reflex objections are those common or standard objections that usually get rid of most people they think is trying to sell them something. As a matter of fact, we all use them at home, don't we? Uh, If someone calls you at home, I've heard some of the the wildest uh, responses to uh, telemarketers that call an individual at home. Uh, they ask for the person, and i've heard that uh, they're not here or uh, or they passed away uh, a year ago, or give me your number so I can call you at dinner time and disturb you uh, but at any rate, we all have something we say to normally get rid of a sales professional, and it's the same with the people that you're calling they would rather be doing something else than talking to you in many instances. So they're going to give what we call reflex resistances. And what you want to do is get to the point where you're prepared for these common objections. It's the same four of the five common objections that you're going to hear consistently on a regular basis. Uh, it could be, well, you know what? Uh, really pleased with our current supplier. So, uh, I don't think there's any reason for me to talk to you. Or, you know, I appreciate your calling, but I just think, um, could you just send me some literature? And if we're interested, uh, we'll give you a call back. And let me tell you, most of the literature and most of us think, oh, man, I'm making headway. I'm moving forward. Now, if they ask for the literature, in most cases, they really aren't interested. That's just what they're using to get off of the phone with you. So you're going to have to be proficient in handling the common resistance that's going to come up. And one of the things uh, when I was starting out in sales, I just plain did not like getting hit with an objection more than once and not being able to respond to it. I, it just really disturbed me. So I once you hit me once, you weren't going to get me again. So I would go back to my office or to my boss, and I would say, hey, this person said this today, and I didn't know how to handle it. What can I do next time? And if my boss wasn't there, I would find another uh, high-performing salesperson and ask them, or I would come up with my own response to what I thought might work, and I would call an executive. i say, okay, hey, Tom, listen. If you gave me this objection and I responded this way, what are your thoughts? Sometimes they say, oh, Ty, that was really good. Sometimes they said, Ty, don't ever let those words part from your lips again. Sometimes they said, Ty, that was good. But change this word, tweak this phrase. And then over a period of time, you get to the point where it really doesn't matter what they throw at you. You're prepared for it. For example, if someone said to me, uh, Ty, listen, we, we're really pleased with our current supplier. Um, I don't see any reason for talking with you. I said, well, fantastic. I'm just curious. Who are you currently using? Uh, well, we're using XYZ Company. I said, you know, I'm quite familiar with them, and I've heard great things about them. As a matter of fact, Mr. Smith, you sound like many of my customers because I have quite a few customers that use us and them, and they really seem to like that arrangement. And I guess my question would be, suppose for a moment, we had some ideas that were exclusive to us that could assist you in accomplishing your business goals. Wouldn't you at least want to know about them? Can we schedule a brief appointment so I can learn more about your company to determine how, even if, we can be of assistance to you? And I'll tell you something, uh, I would say eight to nine times out of ten, that objection is handled well by that response. Or they may say next to me, but let's, let me stay there for a second because most times when someone says we're pleased with our current customer, our excuse me, our current supplier or our current vendor, uh, we start trying to find things wrong with that vendor. Well, uh, how long have you been with them or uh, what, what do you like about them or what don't you like about them? And if they're really pleased with them and we start asking questions that give them the impression, we're trying to eliminate a relationship they really like. What's going to happen is a wall is going to go up. And that's not a good thing. My approach is to get the wall to come down and stay down. So I say, oh, really, who are you using? And they tell me. And I say, oh, yeah, you know, I've heard really good things about them. As a matter of fact, you sound like many of my customers. I have quite a few customers that use us and them and like that arrangement because they get the best of both worlds. So what I'm opening, the door I'm opening to them now is the fact that, hey, it's not uncommon to have multiple vendors. As a matter of fact, there can be some benefit to it for you if they have certain strengths that you can benefit from from both of them instead of being just limited to one. So that's opening it up saying, hey, I'm not trying to replace them. I'm just trying to compliment them and what they're doing for you. Another objection you might get is, uh, you know what, just send us some literature. And if we're interested, we'll give you a call. And I promise you, as a rule, the call will never come. All right? your Your literature just went into the round file. And your your advertising or marketing budget is not being used efficiently. So what I would normally say is, you know, that's exactly why I want to speak with you. We have so much information and so much literature. Unless I'm clear on the direction you want to take your company, Mr. Smith, I would not even know what to send you. But after a brief meeting, once I'm clear on your vision and objectives for your company, I can send you the most appropriate information based on what you're looking to accomplish now and long term. So can I see your Monday or would Tuesday work better for you? All right. So these are things that we want to have to we want to practice. We want to get better at. And, and a lot of times we don't use the phone because we are afraid of these objections. We don't know how to handle them. But by the way, I, I have some ways that we can help you with that. And we're going to have to take another short break. The time is going by as usual. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned.
0: (laughs) Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're hearing more and more about the cloud and how we're using the cloud in our daily lives, whether we're aware of it or not. How can the cloud help your business? Join Bonnie D. Graham every Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time for In the Cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. And learn how to make your business soar to new heights. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at the American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central and Noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. We're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Mayner or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymanorgroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com.
1: Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back! You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Mayner. I am your host, Ty Mayner, and today we are talking about the telephone. Is it still an effective tool in the sales or business professional's toolbox? And There, It truly is today. We can still utilize it to our advantage and to our benefit, but we just have to learn how to use it properly. And one of the things we were just talking about is when you do use it in the last segment. You're going to get resistance because anytime the phone rings, for many of us, it's a disruption. We were already doing something else. So in the last segment before the break, last break, we were talking about uh some of the resistance we can get. They may say to you, we're pleased with our present supplier. There's no reason for me to talk to you or just send me uh, literature. And if I'm interested, I'll give you a call back. And we talked about responses on how to handle those. Uh, but You have to be prepared, all right? We don't want to give up too quickly. We want to use that thing I talk about called courteous determination because courteous determination rarely alienates. And I'll share something with you. One of my quickest and biggest sales happened on what would seem like a really tough objection to an appointment. I called a gentleman. I called him at 745 in the morning because I tried for five or six weeks to get him during the week. Uh, no return call and could not get through to him. So I, one morning I said, let me try 7.45. And excuse me, 7.15, I called it 7.15. And to my dismay, the individual ans- answered the phone. And it, I was kind of shocked, but I initially went into my, what we call the 30-second commercial to uh, explaining him why I was calling him. And he said to me, he said, Ty, you know, did you uh, read the newspaper recently? I said, yes, sir, I did. And he said, "Uh, "Okay, then you also read that we just laid off of a thousand people. I said, yes, sir. That was really unfortunate when I read that. And that's really exactly why I'm calling. He said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, sir, when I saw that you had to make such a difficult decision, what that told me was the people who were remaining, we're going to have to be even more efficient and effective. You were going to have to figure out a way to accomplish more with less. And if my company had some ways and ideas to assist you with that, wouldn't now be the time to know about those ideas? And the gentleman got silent for a second and he said, when can you come in? And after that meeting, he introduced me to two of his uh executives that he wanted me to work with because he introduced me to them. I had his seal of approval and within two, within two weeks I had a sale for a large sum of money and I caught everybody else sleeping because everyone when they read the paper that uh, they were no longer going, they were laying off a thousand people, they got scratched off of their, their pursuit list. and So that's what I'm saying. We have to see what's not there. We have to be creative. We have to be determined, but we have to be courteous while we're being determined. So the phone is an excellent tool, and the primary purpose is to get an appointment. Now, one of the other things that I get a lot of conversation about is uh, voicemails, and everyone in the world has their opinion on whether or not voicemails are effective, whether or not we should be leaving voicemails. Uh, I, I, my thought is yes. There's some that believe that, okay, you should never leave a voicemail, but you just keep calling until the person answers the phone. Then there are some who believe you leave a voicemail only after you've attempted to reach them several times unsuccessfully. Then you leave a voicemail. And then there are others who believe you leave a voicemail each time that you're unable to make a contact. And I have to tell you, I'm inclined to agree with the leave a voicemail each time. Remember, most successful individuals appreciate persistence. And how do they know that you're being persistent if you don't leave a message? And I'll give you a perfect case study. I had uh two companies that I trained in the same city. They had the same product offering and they were really competitors. So for me in that situation, it's literally like a laboratory. It's about who applies what they learned the best. So I had one of the companies, uh they both well both companies identified there was a, a company moving to their city from Utah, and the sales manager A identified it and assigned it to salesperson A to pursue that opportunity. Sales manager B assigned identified it also and assigned it to salesperson B to pursue that opportunity. Well, uh, salesperson A called Utah, the company in Utah, several, several times, uh, never got to speak to the decision maker, but left a voicemail every time. Salesperson B. Also called several, several, several times. Never actually got to speak to the individual, so never left a voicemail because he was just going to keep calling till he actually got to speak to the person. Well, lo and behold, after a few weeks, salesperson A, who kept calling but always left a voicemail, got a return call from the decision maker and said to the decision maker, hey, um, thank you very much for your persistence. I really appreciate your calling. By the way, I am going to be in your city in the next couple of weeks, and I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you. The salesperson B never got such call, and I, I don't think I have to tell you which one actually won the sale, and it was salesperson A. They called consistently and left a voicemail every time. I've had executives that share with me, they really don't even start paying attention to your phone calls until you've called at least three to four times. At least three to four times. And I I had an executive, a CEO of a company in Phoenix, and he was sharing this story with me because he said his company never ever used the radio for advertising and then he had this lady that was calling him about radio advertising and the first time he heard the message delete we, are, we don't do radio advertising she called again and he heard who she was delete we don't do radio advertising she called a third time and he got ready to delete and he said hold on a second Radio advertising, radio advertising. Huh. Maybe, maybe we ought to consider. He said, you know what? The next time she calls me, I'll see what she has to say. But guess what? She never ever called again. She left money on the table because she didn't call again. And I had another uh, CEO in San Francisco who was talking to me, and he was, we were talking about the lack of persistence today among sales professionals. And he said, Ty, do you want to hear persistence? He said, listen to this guy. And as he was setting up the, the voicemail for me to listen to in his office, he said, this guy's called me every Friday for the last 10 Fridays at 10 a.m. And the voicemail went something like this. Yes, Mr. Jackson, my organization has been instrumental in helping many companies in the Bay Area reduce their long-distance bill by as much as 50%. By the way, sir, my name is Todd Stevens, and I represent Verizon. And the primary purpose for my call was to schedule a brief appointment to determine if you could receive these or other benefits we provide. I am so sorry I missed you today, but rest assured I will call you again next week. In the event you'd like to reach me prior to my phone call, feel free to give me a call at... 813-789-5243. Again, that's 813-789-5243. And this is Todd Stevens. Have a great day. And while I was there, that executive picked up the phone, called his assistant, and said, the next time Todd calls, put him through. So my goal today is just to share with you, the telephone is still an extremely effective tool if we use it for the right reason. So I want you to be willing to practice and put some of the things that we talked about in to practice. And I think you're going to get the results that you're looking for. Uh, we have tools also to help you with that. Uh, the name of this show is Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. But I also have a book titled Forget Patience Let's Sell Something. And we aren't talking about Being impatient, we're talking about being proactive. So go to Amazon.com. You can go to my website on my online store, TyMainerGroup.com. Go to online store and you can order the book and it covers this topic of how to use the telephone, how to handle objections. You heard a couple of my examples of that. And our goal, as I say every week, is to help you in your quest to be the best. Our time is up for this show, and as usual, I had a fantastic time. My goal is to make a difference in your life. So I look forward to us being together again next Thursday. And in the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Take care, guys.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something.